Hello, and welcome to Recent Activity, your new favorite entertainment review podcast that attempts to cover every film, every show, all at once. I am your co-host, Andrew Morgan. With me, as always, is the lead guitarist for Emo Legends, A Waterbed Away, Mr. Shane Beauregard. How are you, sir? I'm doing well. How are you doing, buddy? I'm good. I couldn't resist. As soon as they changed the name in the movie, I was like, I'm fucking using this. <laughs> uh, but uh, a big week. You know, it's so funny. Again, um, I'm exhausted. I'm already, I'm going to put that out there to the people. I'm going to try to keep this week short and sweet because i went for a three hour hike today three maybe even three and a half hour hike today and uh yeah it's usually good if i'm going with myself but you ever go for a hike with someone who's more of a hiker than you are where they just take you on all the hard trails and you're like what's happening right now it's like a slow car crash absolutely you're in over your skis yeah yeah and i was but then you're like but i'm not the i'm i'm not old and dying and rotting on the vine here i'm 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 an athlete i'm gonna keep this going (laughs) especially because the person i was with was a few years older than me so what am i gonna sit here and complain like no come on man we should take it easy no no it's not gonna happen so uh i'm struggling i'm struggling (laughs) i've been there many times yeah i made it through though we're here on the other side um but again it's another week shane where it's like we watched a lot of stuff and i still feel way behind you have that vibe again this week I do because we started watching a couple of shows a couple of weeks ago and all this new influx of stuff started coming in. So like everything's kind of getting backlogged now. Yep. And I think I've watched more in the last two weeks than I have in the last month and a half to two months, man. It's yeah. It's almost it's almost exhausting. <laughs> it is. Yeah. As exhausting as a three and a half hour hike. Uh, <laughs> but we've got we've got a lot of stuff still today. It's uh it's streaming TV premieres and finales plus streaming movies that made some noise over the weekend. We'll take a little break from the theater this week before we both get walloped in the face with a Swifty weekend this oh, upcoming God. weekend. So yep, get your friendship bracelets out, guys. It's gonna dominate for the next couple months before it's Beyonce season, of course. Uh, you know, <laughs> just skips right over Thanksgiving and Christmas. It goes just from Taylor Swift uh, to Beyonce. That's how we work around here but i wanted to start up top i'm gonna break these up by streamers shane i'm gonna start with disney plus who we've been kind of um you know crapping on for lack of a better term for quite a while i can't remember the last time something where i was just like oh this is great you know and and really wanted to go to task obviously we've lamented even starting (laughs) secret invasion let alone watching the whole thing we've had a lot of Issues where even our beloved shows like Mando didn't do well for mm. us uh, this year. It's been a tough, tough ride. And I know, you know, a lot of those shows are even going to get cut back. But here we are where it's the season finale of Ahsoka happened in the same week as they were premiering season two of Loki. Which one do you want to start with, Shane? I- I'm up for either. Do you want to go positive oh, first or negative? Because I feel like that's probably how this is going to go. <laughs> Let's start negative first, and then we'll end with the. Po- I always like to end on a positive note. Let's get the the, the Star Wars stuff out of the way. Yeah, <laughs> let's go. Um, so okay, so Ahsoka. Obviously, <laughs> we we covered early on. We weren't that impressed. We had our issues, and I think for me, I don't know about you, but there was always this thing of everyone told me just wait, just wait until Thrawn's in this show. Thrawn is so awesome. It's gonna like just change everything. You're gonna be so into it. And I gotta say, Shane, <laughs> it's a lot of buildup for a guy that does pretty much nothing in nothing. this whole series. And I assume that's because they're gonna keep this show going uh, because oh, they think they have the audience for it. Because essentially, as we noted before, that I still feel like this show was just, you know. I still feel betrayed, basically, that it was Rebels. It was a Rebel season and not like the continuing adventures of a character I saw in Mando. You still on that train? I mean, you seem to be outwardly vocal about, you know, your boredom here. So I'm with you. Yeah. No, I feel the same way you do. Uh, and and the, the more I, I thought about the show and especially finale, the, the angrier I seem to get. And I'm st- I'm, I'm really because I got some people at work that just will defend any Star Wars vehicle to the nth degree. Mm, that's and hard. I, yeah, I used to be that way, but I think these people defend it just to defend it because it's Star Wars. But let me just just give me a little bit of runway here. Sure. For all you Star Wars people, your Star Wars run is over. It's over. This show 
Can someone explain to me what exactly happened in this show? They locate, they tried to find a map. They located a map. There was a lost Jedi. There was Thrawn, this who looked like a Star Trek character to begin with. Totally. Uh, they returned the Jedi to his home planet. Ashoka fights like she's a seventy-five-year-old woman. The choreography's bad, yeah. and at the end, nothing happens. Nothing. Nothing happened. They lost the map, and they could for an eight-episode series. This could have been done in three episodes, and they could have been in and out. And, and let me just yeah for all you Star Wars geeks out there. Oh, let's throw in a CP3, whatever his name is, cameo. Pointless. Po- yeah. yeah, pointless yeah. cameo just to get all the hard-ons going with all the Star Wars. And yep. did you see C3PO last night in yeah. Ashoka? Please, yeah. it's over. It's over. I'd rather go back and rewatch Obi-Wan than this show. Ooh, ooh that's a tough. I, I, I can't go there. I had way more aggression, Ugh. I think, for Obi-Wan because of the kid and certain things that just bugged me. <sighs> I think this show got mildly better. I I say very mild, very mildly better than like where it started from where it ended, only because it actually finally kicked up a little more action than it was early on, or at least plausible action. But even then, you're right. A lot of the choreography was ridiculous. A lot of these, like I, I I'll say just for for myself. The fact that this sh- show should never have been called Ahsoka because it should have been called Sabine because the, she's the focal point of almost every piece of the drama and then Ahsoka just goes off and does yeah. whatever she needs to even half dies uh in in you know spots here so it's it's not her show and I don't know why they called it I think they just desperately didn't want to call it rebels just to continue the story but that's exactly what it is and i think if you're not a person who watched that show i i don't understand how you wouldn't be just bored in the wilderness not because again i can't even get excited outside of obviously something like 3po uh for um (laughs) these like you know the the easter eggs and such I, i can't like i don't care you know and they're like oh man but look at this thing look at this thing from rebels look at this thing don't care unless it makes the plot better i don't give a crap and it didn't and we've already gone over things like space whales with magical you know hyperdrive abilities and you know all the things that just kind of just didn't work i mean those pairings of uh for like the former jedi turned i guess sith with his apprentice that did like jack shit but now she's gonna join up with something else i don't even know what the hell happened there um it's all lost and then like the um the witch who got promoted and then immediately got snuffed like okay thanks for playing and the only thing that i find interesting uh somehow which is a dirtbag on me is that i saw an internet article where they were like hey you know those creepy uh mothers that uh thrawn uses in real life, they're all hot. And I was like, oh, oh that's really? interesting. Fantastic. <laughs> and so I'm like, if you are resorting to those articles, you know you're not interested in a show. So I don't have much to take away. I think this show ended at least in a spot where it could be more interesting going forward. And that's being kind. But honestly, again, unless you're a Rebels fan, I don't see where you're going to continue and be happy. Yeah, I feel the same way. Uh, yeah, the whole Balin um, storyline, I really don't know what he was going for at the very end. Like, I I, I don't understand his, his role. Like, I know he had an attachment to that planet. And he was talking about starting from zero. I don't know what the hell he's talking about. Exactly. They, they were pitching for next season. The whole yeah, exactly. season felt like, you just wait. Yeah. And it just didn't in the throne, like you said, that was so anticlimactic. Like we were just waiting for this big baddie to come along. Yeah, he did nothing. They're treating like, him like the nothing. boogeyman, and he just told yeah. people what to do and bailed. Yeah, <laughs> he fought no it, one. Fought no one. And I looked him up. I hate looking people up, but apparently he's supposed to be this mastermind, like Napoleon on the battlefield. He's always five steps ahead of people. But I'm like. All right, a Jedi or a Sith or someone just stab him and just be done with it. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because again, he has no power, no nothing. He's yeah. just a mastermind general. Like, he's blue. Went, he's blue, yeah, Shane. Went, How'd you say Which reminded me of Star Trek, right? 
true track yeah and it just went nowhere for me and again i was so bored again there was a couple scenes here and there where i'm like okay but you're right it's not an ashoka show it's it's uh what's her name sibian yeah yeah it's it's her show and ezra it it became her and ezra's show yeah as it went on yeah and you know and oh god yeah i'm just and it just uh, it's same thing they go planet hopping there's uh background stuff that nobody cares about or it goes nowhere um oh don't forget the space goat the force ghost of uh hayden christensen there oh sorry darth vader Ooh. yeah oh anakin skywalker yeah we got to see him as a force ghost yeah exactly <laughs> and he was in Whoopi. that nebulous uh purgatory place that they go to Woo-hoo. yeah whoop de freaking do to, to teach her what exactly I thought it was I, supposed to be poignant, and it really wasn't. It felt no really flat. And then, um, and then of course they had to be like, "Hey, Princess Leia, General Leia, excuse me," had to say something off screen and make it again. It just the <laughs> the, the pointless stuff that they have in this show is just a pile of stuff. Like I just I just don't get it. I don't get people, and it's got good reviews. Shane, have you seen the reviews? I have. They're not have. bad. And again, I don't, I don't know if these people just went. Listen, I just got done watching five seasons of Rebels, and now I love this show. It's possible because again, uh, be. I, I almost want to do it. I almost want to do it, and I say it all the don't time. Do but it. I'm like, don't I do don't want to give in to these fucking demands of like I have to watch uh, many scenes of a cartoon to enjoy one was eight episode season of something get the fuck out of here do your job it's stupid and and again i i feel like ever since we started this show or even maybe when you were doing your show, like how long has it been outside of mando there has been nothing for us to chew on so we seem like we're just star wars haters all the time you should see my freaking apartment <laughs> it's full <laughs> of star wars stuff posters uh all the Funko Pops, all this stuff. I am a huge Star Wars fan, and I fucking hate this. So I don't know. I'm just, uh, I don't get it. And then I'm also sick of the people saying, well, then don't watch it. I try to support the things I supposedly love. God damn it. I just keep getting burned well, every freaking time. Because here it is, man. Like, even with the current run of Marvel shows, which I used to be Marvel, not a, a stout defender, but I would be like, okay, it's not that bad. They're bad sure. now. So it's like yeah. nothing has me leaning toward or even wanting to watch a season two of this show. Yeah. Period. And if I'm you done want with to wrap homework, it up, Marvel yeah. or Star Wars, I'm done with homework. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm done as well. Like, oh, the last Star Wars thing to, and you know me, I, I was never a huge Star Wars fan. I enjoy some of the movies, but I don't get rah rah about the whole thing. Outside of Mando, the only I thought good Star Wars project was Rogue One. Like, that was to me a good movie for me. I, I fight with people all the time too. I, it's fine. Yeah, but it's again, fine. Um, and it has some issues that really make me mad. So sure, sure. yeah. Like like can, again, all the CGI characters they did the the stupid Darth Vader thing at the end is just garbage. Yeah. Like I, there are things that make me uh, like vis- ups- right, viscerally, viscerally upset. upset. Um, yeah, it's, it, I it get work. it. Yeah. But when you compare it to the other stuff I watched previously, yeah, it's a step up. And I'm like, right. okay. But like you, oh, this is what I was going to say. With Star Wars fans like yourself and people who enjoy shows like these, you see a trailer, you hear talk. We always have hope that they're going to turn it around. Yeah. To use a Star Wars phrase. We always True. have hope. Yep. And that's why we watch them. So don't take any crap from anybody. It's like we watch them because we want them to turn it around and give us something good like Mando. Yeah. And they're dropping the ball. Yeah, Mando brought it back for a lot of people, people who hated the prequels, people who just didn't vibe with whatever they did in the in the 7, 8, and 9, especially people who, like, literally lost their shit on Last yeah. Jedi. So, like, which people should be begging for more Last Jedi if after you see Rise of Skywalker because that's one of the worst movies oh, they God. have. So it's tough out here if you're a Star Wars fan um but you know i understand like people just want to keep up with the things that they love but it's funny you say the rogue one thing and and that's actually a quality example of what i hoped this show was where rogue one has a bunch of characters from uh either like clone wars rebels uh those type of people that they introduce in their the um 
the Forrest Whitaker character um, mm-hmm. I know is from that era of stuff. So you can do that. You can insert people, make them make sense, and not hijack a whole show and be like, well, you didn't do your homework, so you're not going to understand what we're doing. Go to hell. But it still made sense in Rogue One, even though I didn't... That was not the stuff that I didn't like about Rogue One. Let's put it that way. So if you're going to make a show, get all the people to the table, is all I would say. I know you can't please everybody, but also, if you're going to make it just another season of rebels call it that so that way i can avoid it that's it yeah so, so and i know you don't do this but i actually grade some of these mini series on my uh, okay on letterbox box yeah on letterbox so for all you people listening i gave it a two out of five for yeah. ashoka i couldn't get it even to a two and a half yeah i think i gave it a two and a half just because i'm like i watched the whole thing i didn't get so <laughs> mad that i turned it off <laughs> Um, Man, that's your standard now. I watched the whole thing. No, well, all right. I'm kidding. So, so I'm, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I don't know which shows. <clears throat> I think I'm always more forgiving. I think that's people across the board, quite frankly. Right. Um, which is why I don't really love doing it in the letterbox fashion. Yeah, it's too easy, especially you know it should be at least out of ten because it's it's tougher to do a star system like that. But I don't know. Uh, I. I think because it could go somewhere. I think, you know, again, like with the Marvel stuff and everything else, they fill you up with optimism and then just yeah. punch you in the face. So I'll probably regret it. I'll probably go back and put it to <laughs> at some point. You know what it was? It's so sad. This is how I think, right? I think I gave the Meg 2 two stars. And I'm like, well, wasn't the Meg 2? <laughs> so, yeah, I don't know. And you're like, well, I'd watch the Meg 2 like a hundred times before I rewatch Ashoka. <laughs> So yeah, absolutely. Whatever. Yeah. Cause at least it's only an hour and a half of disappointment. So there you go. Um, but let's go to something positive then Shane. Let's, uh, let's talk about Loki season two had 10.9 million views worldwide over its first three days. And that is less than Mando season three premiere, but pretty much on par with what Ahsoka was doing. So I don't know if that should be a positive statement, but it, they seem to, think it's a positive statement so i figured i'd put that out there um this is of course you know marvel's latest show the second season for loki after a very positive first show it's actually the not only the the critical success of all the marvel shows but it's also the most watched so of course the season two is going to be people are going to have a lot of anticipation a lot of standards with it as far as a first episode which of course I always wish, especially with something, I don't want to say as heady as this show, but it kind of is. There's a lot of timeline speak and, and time travel stuff and all these things that like you really kind of need to buckle down. You can't just kind of passively watch Loki, if that's fair. Um, but I would say that a show like this should at least have two episodes to get you into where we are. I feel like if if there's any criticism, which is dumb for one episode, is I don't... I feel like it was jammed with a lot of things that I wonder if there's multiple episodes that I feel like we could be like, all right, cool, now we're rocking and rolling. Kind of like how we thought last week with Gen V, where it's like, I right. like this, three episodes, I wish there were 10, I would watch all of them right now. So I didn't have that complete dive in with Loki season two. Um, because I think it's just too much right now. I think it's just right. so much right now. Um, and I felt a little like that at the end of season one, quite frankly. So I think they're in that same place. But I will say Kehu Kwan, I love that dude. He's the breath, breath of fresh air in this show that I think is a great addition to Hiddleston and Owen Wilson. Um, and the more that those three can play off each other the, is going to be the better. And I think that's what we're in store for, which is why I'm optimistic. How about you, sir? Uh, same thoughts. I enjoyed Loki season one. So I was looking forward to this. I, I liked season, I liked the first episode, but like you, I thought it was overloaded with a lot of plot stuff going on. Yeah. It's a lot of where ideas I fe- <clears throat> where I felt like I missed some things. So this is a episode I'm going to go back and rewatch. Mm. Um, but like you said, the addition of Kiyu Kwan, right? Did I yeah. pronounce that right? Yeah. Okay. Nailed it, buddy. Fantastic. And the way he just like just uh, blended in with Wilson and Hiddleston like seamlessly was was perfect. Like the three played off each other. Great. 
Yeah. But it's Wilson and Hiddleston's chemistry that make this show for me. Like them two sure. have like a natural chemistry together on screen. I love the production design. I just like the, the look of this show. Yeah. And this entire episode was took place in the TVA, which I, I liked. Um, but the whole pruning of the timelines gets confusing. It does. Uh so, but no, I conceptually I do like this show a lot. I, I you know, I, I get that you get the sense that Hiddleston really loves playing this character. Yeah, um, it's true. Which he's, yeah. yeah, which he's great at. So I'm looking forward to the season. This is something I probably would watch, like like you said, an entire run of ten episodes and just be dope, like just watch it and binge it. Yeah. Um, I just felt maybe I I should have rewatched a little bit of episode one to kind of like fully grasp what the hell happened last season because it was a well two years two years ago it was season one right I think so I feel like oh, yeah ah. there was a big time gap I think between the two it's so funny about a show about <clears throat> timelines and whatever and feeling like time is weird I think I it feels like because you're saying two years and I'm like. I guess that was the end of the COVID run, so it doesn't feel like a COVID show. Because it didn't feel like a COVID show, but now that I'm thinking about it, I'm like, was it right at the end of all that stuff? I think it was. I think it was right at the end of all that stuff. So, yeah, so that might be true. Yeah, yeah. I should. I should have went back and kind of familiarized myself, especially maybe the last episode uh, with Kang. But now we're dealing with the consequences and pruning timelines and they're killing thousands of or millions of people. And yeah, you got. Yeah. So I, I really dug it, man. I just love the the look of this show. And again, the, the the production design, the set design of of this particular show. So I'm on board with Loki, man. I think it's Marvel's best show. Yeah, I think my only detractors, which I think a lot of it's going to get out of the way now after the first episode is one you have, you know, Loki stop, you know, doing his glitching, his time slipping, uh, as it were, uh, in the show. I think, obviously, I think they that's now corrected, so we'll go forward with a straight timeline, as it were, a straight version of him, or whatever you do. Uh, because I think they used it conveniently sometimes, especially with that conversation with, uh, what's his name, Obi? They end yeah. up calling him Obi. I forgot what was the full the full name. I'm slipping oh, now. I'm yeah, time slipping right now. Yeah, um, yeah. Uh, but yeah, so uh, Kehu Kwan's character uh, that like basically he would go back in time to fill him in to kind of do it. Like it was kind of fun, but it was also like this is very convenient when before he was more erratic in how he was time slipping. And now he's right. like almost time slipping with purpose. And I was like, well, isn't that cute? Um, if I was a writer, that's a very nice, convenient shortcut. So, <laughs> but the other stuff, like when they had that uh, boardroom scene, I was just like, okay, so a guy is in here literally sleeping and I'm supposed to be geared up for whatever this conversation is. What's happening right now? So right. I, I was not into that. And uh, it sucks because, you know, there's a lot of characters that, you know, it's supposed to be the sense of urgency. It's supposed to be a big deal. And then I'm like, I'm almost either like grossed out or weirded out by like all the board members and all the people who are kind of against them. So I'm hoping that we can get out of this now and that we can just move on to a chase for Sylvie and, and trying to figure out what's going on. But I think there's still that 800 pound elephant in the uh, 800 pound gorilla, whichever way the, whatever the elephant in the room, whatever you want to go. Sure. Yeah. The, the huge, huge giant, the majors problem where I'm like, Mm. I don't know what's going to happen. Cause if he doesn't appear, for the rest of the show, what are we doing? Where are we going? Because he's the big, he's the Thrawn. <laughs> he's the Thrawn. Yeah. He's the guy we're trying to see where he's going to be or where we're going to end up. And I don't know how they worked that out. So we'll find out. I know. It's. Uh, did you find it a little jarring slightly to see him there? Like, and again, I know he's going through legal things. Depending on who you talk to, he's got. You know, some maybe some champions in his corner and things look like it wasn't he was set up or like there was a whole bunch of things. I don't know. I let the legal system do the legal system thing. But I will say it's tough when it's like that's really hanging out there and you're like, cool, we're just going to show him in weird figure form. And this is how. Yeah. 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 I wasn't caught off. I wasn't jarred by that, to be honest with you, Uh, because, again, it like you said, I'll let everything play out. And, uh, you know, I don't know when they shot this. Was it during his league? Like, who knows? Like, I don't know. But, yeah, um, yeah, we'll find out. But, no, I wasn't jarred by it. 
Because they just showed like what was it? The he broke the wall and his face sculpture was there or something yeah. like yeah yeah yeah. Like it's I was pulling back the Wizard of Oz stuff, you know. Yeah. So I was like, okay, but no, I didn't think I didn't really put much thought into it. Yeah. Did you agree at least that like those board members were like just yeah. like what are we what what is this? I think they went try to go for too many laughs with the guy sleeping and stuff like that. Like <laughs> I don't know, know what was but happening. I, and those the the women who were like having the arguments, I'm like. They're all like disfigured or like kind of weird, just weird yeah. characters to behold. I, I don't know. It, that whole scene just was just like, what? I, what is going on? And then like the minute it gets like tense, like Loki time slips in there and it's like, okay, this thing is just all over the map, which again is, is kind of how it's supposed to play. But I enjoyed it more when it was the three main guys that I like. So yeah, absolutely. And I think we'll see more of that going forward. Yeah and just take it from there so yeah i mean a thumbs up for me on the first episode like i said it was overloaded had some issues but overall i'm like okay did you follow it to show. the the kind of extra scene previewy thing for next week uh yes you which Where, one are you talking about sylvie Sil- yeah 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 i yeah. thought that, i liked that scene yeah. yeah yeah i was like how is she gonna pay for this <laughs> well That's one, all i, I thought always thought it, yeah. As a kid, I was like, I always wanted to try that. I always wanted to try to eat one of like everything, one on, the of everything on the menu. Yeah, yeah sure. Yeah. 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 Now, swap out Taco Bell for McDonald's, and that's my dream as a kid. Just give me one of everything. Absolutely. I remember this is going to get mildly off topic, but like when I was a kid, they uh, <laughs> McDonald's used to do buffets for breakfast oh. in the morning at the one by my uh, where my parents used to camp, our family camped. And uh, yeah. They had to yell at us to be like, stop eating so much because I was just like, yo, your breakfast is banging. You have everything out here. I'm I paid for it. Let's do this. You know, that's right. That's you, the way it is. You screwed up. I should be yelling at you, sir. Get out of my way. This is America. How dare you? Give me another that's biscuit. Right. Uh, so not where I thought this conversation was going to go, but that's cool. Um, so, yeah, I'm looking forward to more. I hope it. Uh, becomes a little more crystallized of what they exactly need to do because that I didn't feel after the first episode. Is that about right? No. Yeah. I didn't know where they're going. Yeah. Yeah. So it's a show that's mostly vibes at the moment, but I'm in for the vibes and I trust it enough because of season one. So here we are. That's about, yeah. yeah. Um, So that's the mouse. The mouse is, at least we ended on the upswing um, and we don't have to deal in the star wars world for some time i actually have no idea what their next show would be for almost all of 2024 which is nuts because i'm like i guess there would be another mando season maybe late in the year or something but weren't they thinking about spinning off the katie sackoff thing wasn't that going to be a show i don't know if i ever heard a confirmation of that so I don't know. That okay. whole that whole you know side is in a little bit of a disarray, and they cut back on shows, and you know they're gonna dump Echo what in a few weeks, right? For so they're even yeah. adding Marvel on top of Loki even being here, so that should be interesting. While they're gonna have the Marvels out in uh, movie theaters, so you're gonna get a huge dose of Marvel in the next couple months. <clears throat> but as far as Star Wars goes, I have no idea, absolutely no idea. But let's move to Amazon Prime uh, because it's one of those things where if Gen V didn't come back, it's another one of those streamers that I was like, I don't know the last time I was watching something here. Uh, do we have anything like on our list that we like covered? I'm like blanking. The last thing that I remember from them that we covered in earnest uh, was like Terminal List and you covered uh, that uh, – that alien farmer show. Yeah, yeah. Right? I forgot what that was called. Yeah. Um, for me though, I I cut co- well, did we cover or at least I thought I covered maybe uh Jack Reacher. They have Jack Reacher. Yeah, but that that uh, se- that new season I thought was supposed to come out before the end of the year this year, but even that was like a year and a half ago now. Yeah, so I'm saying as yeah. far as like their standard series, you're right. Like I haven't sat and watched the Amazon Prime series. Outside, of, I think Terminal List was the last. No, I watched the one with uh, Christoph Waltz. The uh, oh, that's right, you did recommend that one. That's right. So yeah, but that's a while ago. It's a while ago, and so they their outputs not been much, and their movies have been very suspect. Slow to come yep. and slow, sure. Um, so yeah, because I can't remember the last Amazon Prime movie I watched. 
I'm trying I to think, uh, and and it, and it wouldn't be a good one because I, I, I the first thing that came to my mind, maybe because we're covering something in the genre, was the exorcism. Show. Like it was like almost like again like a throwbacky sh- movie that oh, was really yeah. bad. Um, God, I I forgot it because it's very forgettable. But uh, yeah, no good, no bueno. That was easily <laughs> a year ago, or uh, you know, probably around this time because again of the of the genre, but. I don't remember much in between, no. so we'll see. But let's get there because we're enjoying the crap out of Gen Z or Gen Z Gen V right now. And did you want to do any minutes on that before we get to Totally Killer? Because I mean, to me, it's just getting—it's still holding me with all the same intensity. The the stuff this week with Cricket and uh, Sam, I thought was great, and I I I like that whole dynamic. And I love how Cricket's uh, powers are evolving, too, without spoiling anything for anyone who may have not watched episode four yet. But I'm still way in. I'm very excited for the rest of the season. Yeah, I won't spend too much time on it, but I feel the same way. Like, I wish I damn, I wish this show they would just drop it all at one time because so far it's got me hook, line and sinker. I, like again, Crick is probably my favorite character of the series. Yeah. And I love the pairing of her, her mission with Sam. And then, like, getting this connection with each other. Totally. It's just a, oh, it just has me, man. It's a, it's, it's a great show so far. Yeah. You know, I, we're only three episodes in, so I don't want to be like, oh. Right, four? four it's a, oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, we're four. Yeah. They drop three, and then they drop, yeah. God, I just wish we get, could get more than one episode a week on this show. I know. And I mean, we had the same thing with the boys, because it's like, it's so good. I just want to keep going. But, yeah, you know, good on them that they're this, I, I, I talking about when was the last time right like of spinoffs that work this well like we're seeing it with ahsoka if you want to call that a spinoff of uh, mando or a spinoff of rebels like we're complaining about it right now so i'm trying to think i i I don't remember anything working this well off the top of my head yeah so good on them that's great i'm glad that it's absolutely working for them uh because i don't know i haven't watched what is it invincible like the cartoon one at all. I, I hear great things about along. that show. Yeah. yeah, I hear great things about it, but I have not dived into that world yet. Yeah, I prefer this type of world and, and how they're doing it. So awesome. High recommend yeah. still. Everybody keep up with it because we will. Um, but they did a movie that we actually yeah, watched. Yeah. And what's wild is that it feels like based on like the letterbox entries, I feel like there was so many people watching this over the weekend. Um this is totally killer. This stars Kiernan Shipka as Jamie Hughes, Olivia Holt as young Pam, Julie Bowen as the mother version of Pam, Lachlan Monroe as the dad, Blake Hughes. You got guys like Randall Park here as well. This is directed by Nanachka Khan, who uh, is the director of Always Be My Maybe uh, for Netflix back a few years ago. It's getting really good reviews. It has an 87 Rotten Tomatoes score with a an 81 Rotten Tomato audience score, so not a lot of drop-off there. 63 Metascore, 6.7 IMDb, and a 3.3 letterbox. <laughs> the film, if you're not familiar, the plot is when the infamous Sweet 16 killer returns 35 years after his first murder spree to claim another victim, 17-year-old Jamie accidentally travels back in time to 1987, determined to stop the killer before he could start. Kieran Shipka is obviously the 17-year-old Jamie here. She is from Shane's favorite show that he loves to bring up, Sabrina, the Netflix <laughs> version uh, that you know you get all excited for, apparently, when other people... What was, was it this movie when we were talking about it, or was there another thing that you were like, oh, man, there's a bunch from that it show? It was uh, Gen V. Two, oh right, two of the, yeah, yeah, two of the main go. cast members. Yeah, exactly. So you're you're in your bag right now. I guess it's all over the place. So <laughs> I I always when I see her now, I I still think of Mad Men before I think of that. But I realize that was like her breakout starring thing. Mm-hmm. So I get it. I get it. Um, but yeah, and and Julie Bowen I think is stuck making uh Halloween movies because she was in Hubie Halloween uh, oh, uh, a yes, couple right. years ago. So you know. She's stuck in a time warp where she has to keep making this type of, you know, era stuff. Um, it seems like I I believe you kind of put some of your thoughts online, <clears throat> Shane. Uh, so I caught I caught 
I caught your uh, your little drops of knowledge on this movie. So tell tell the people who didn't catch uh, catch it. What did you think of Totally Killer? Listen, this is a movie that's right in my wheelhouse. It, it, it's it's enjoyable. I like. Uh, I'm saying pronounce her name right because you were just talking about her. But Shepka, I just like her on screen. She has a great um, just on screen presence. Man, I don't know what it is about her. But and you described the whole movie. I just had I have a good time with these movies. It reminded me of and I this is the nuggets I dropped of Happy Death Day two, mm. uh, Final Girls and Freaky with uh, Vince Vaughn. I, even right. though that was a body swapping movie, sure. But it's in to me it's in that realm of movies and yeah. I just have a good time with like time travel if they do it. And this one didn't make much sense, but whatever. You let that stuff go. Go back to the 80s, all the 80s stuff with the, with the parents being teenagers and she's trying to fit in with them. Right. I could have. I thought they could have explored that just a little bit more, like get more into the 80s theme of stuff outside sure. style of dress and whatnot. You know, and, I mean, they did. They tried. To, and if anything, I, I don't know, I kind of went back and forth with how they used um, trying to go like, oh, well, this is, you know, not PC or this is not something that we do now. Like you should probably right, do with the this. whole. With the whole dodgeball scene, I thought that was funny. You yeah, because that's I mean, what it of was. all just... things, that's not the the big thing to to shout out. It was mostly like some of the the language, the bullying, the stuff. It's like, right. yeah, it's like, well, welcome to how we grew up. So, you know, right? Yeah. And I, I, you know, that's what made this movie enjoyable for me. Again, it gave me Happy Death Day two vibes, which I I really like that series as well. I just had a good time with this movie, man. If you're a slasher fan with time travel and, and jumping into different decades, trying to solve who the slasher is, I thought I had a good time, man. I did. Yeah, I mean, the only thing I can say about it because it was it was fun enough. It was it held my attention. Like it was good to to kind of see her uh, Karen Shipka still, you know, being a lead in something and because she's she's got a good. Pr- presence i like i've liked her even since Mad Men. i liked uh how she's kind of holding the screen being at the center of attention she does a great job so i have no problem uh with really any performances in here i thought it was pretty deep in terms of there was no real like slouches i think everybody no. got the assignment as it were uh for whatever character they were trying to portray whatever stereotype uh that they were trying to portray essentially but there is that it felt very derivative and some of it they were just like were openly being derivative because they're referencing a lot of the movies that they're kind of riffing off of but you know i never I, so i never really fully felt like i was like this is you know original or something i haven't seen like it just felt like i was like i know exactly where this is going all the time sure but that's that's uh reductive to also say when you know it's still a good hang for most of the movie so you know it's one of those like it's 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 a perfect streaming movie where it's like this is it's good it lasted an hour and a half i didn't have to leave my couch and it entertained me so like what else do you really want out of it so it's it's a right down the middle thing I would say I'd recommend it for people who like a lot of the movies that you brought up, you know, kind of a more fun, light twist on something during the the horror month that we're in, because it's not gory. It's not it it doesn't have any of that. It's, you know, are there deaths for sure? Um, And some of them, you know, out of nowhere seem like fun murder in a way. Um, (laughs) Yeah. Like the uh, the the young version of the future sheriff or whatever she is, uh, the murder in the uh, towards the end of the film. There, I thought that was very with funny. the newscaster. No, when they were in the house, of, like whatever that not house of horrors, but you understand what I mean, like that final oh, yeah, kind yeah. of thing in there. That that I I enjoyed when she took action there. So yeah, uh, that was interesting. Uh, so there was a couple of good kills. Um, but again, the mask thing, it was very set up to just basically be Halloween cloney, uh, even mm-hmm. down to like the neighborhood, uh, and everything else. So yeah, it's got, it's got, it's, it's literally got all of it. They made a lot of allusions to the back to the future stuff, including that, uh, you know, the scene at the end, it's not a spoiler to say like they kind of close it in a very similar fashion. So, you know, cause they always kind of like poke at all the time travel stuff. And they even say mm-hmm. like a lot of this stuff never gets it right or they never, it never makes sense 
you know, they say a couple of those things within the film. So I think, again, they were they were winking the whole time. So you can't really get on it for for any kind of shortcomings or or things that they know that they're winking at. So, yeah, I think it's just exactly what it is. It's a it's a right down the middle comedy horror, fun little high school romp of sorts and yeah. enjoy it for what it is. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I just feel like uh, I thought the same with Happy Death Day. Like I, I never saw Jessica Roth before that. And I don't really mm-hmm. see her since then. But she has an enjoy. I will say an enjoyable presence on screen. Right. And she kind of, that's what I thought when I was watching uh, Shepka or yeah, Shepka here. Karen Shipka. Yeah. Yeah. Shipka. That's what I thought about her. I kind of put them in the same kind of uh, realm where I, I want to see her in more of this kind of level of movie. Not to say it's a slap in the face, but, you know, smaller movies or even TV shows. So that's where I am. So what did you end up scoring this movie? Well, real quick, before I give you my score, you know sure. what movie? I forgot that I, I had this thought when I was watching it. It reminded me of, and this is going to sound obnoxious, but like a slightly less, more enjoyable version of The Babysitter. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah, because, you know, again, poking at a lot of stereotypes, trying to, uh, you know, but that movie is a lot more gory and a lot more intense. But again, it's trying to, it's doing an update on the 80s while being in the 80s. This one actually goes to the 80s. So it's, it's all riffing on a lot of the same stuff, just no time travel. But as far as like when they were in the setting, there was a lot of those kind of dynamics that was interesting. And, and, and as a person who did watch all those like 80s cheesy horror movies that they're kind of like messing with, yeah, I get it. You nailed it. You nailed the stereotypes. You nailed those things. So, and I thought that's what I liked about the babysitter. But again, I liked how the babysitter went more hard in the paint and really sure. uh, took it on. And then it lost all of it with the sequel. So, <laughs> like Killer Queen was uh, not good. So, um, score for me is it's a like I said, it's right down the it's three, just three out of five. Yeah. Came in, came out, enjoyed it. Bang bang. Yeah, that's what I gave it. I gave it a three as well. Like I yeah. said, I would watch this again. I, I would let my daughter watch this film totally. without any hesitation. And again, it's rewatchable and uh, enjoyable. It's right down the middle. So three for me. Yeah, which I think is why it caught on over the weekend, because it can be watched by almost everybody. Like it's not parents waiting until their kids go to bed to watch something like super gory or whatever. This literally can be a family movie, quote unquote, uh, in the horror genre, the horror comedy stuff. So, yeah. It, it, it just works. That's that's good for me, man. Last but not least, we're going to pop over to Netflix. You uh, you had an assignment, sir, and you took it, and I appreciate <coughs> it. Uh, you watched Fair Play for me. Uh, my review came out on Friday for when it came out uh, for on what's on Netflix.com. So if you want to see my, my written review of how I landed, because last week, if you remember, I teased kind of my existential crisis about this movie where I was like all the way in until the end where I had like my head spun around. I didn't know what to do and felt unclean. Did you also feel unclean Shane? Towards I did not actually. No. Okay. Uh, all right. Uh, give me uh, the uh, dirt, uh, buddy. What'd you think of fair play? <laughs> Let's do it. It's <laughs> no, I actually enjoy it for Netflix. And that's, I hate to put that disclaimer on this, but it's one of the better Netflix movies I've seen in, in, you know, recently I won't say, but yeah, recently I like, uh, God damn it. We and just good. enjoyed Reptile. How dare you? How dare I know it's you, not sir. as good as Reptile for me, but it's enjoyable. It's like one of their better ones if you are were to stack them. Yeah, it's exactly I, where I, like, I landed. Yeah, I like Phoebe. I'm not going to try to pronounce her last name. Playing Emily uh, and Han Solo uh, playing Luke. <laughs> yeah, all the um, Aaron Reich. Yeah, yeah, I like them too. But it, it did get it. It is a hard to watch movie as the movie progresses on as she's getting more power and moving up in the ranks, and he's we find out he's just kind of a hack and uh, yeah. the big boss kind of just wants him gone, but doesn't want to find him. He tries to want to make him quit. And they only hired him because of a favor. We find out. Yeah. And even though he says he's cool with it, he's really not. So yeah. once the tensions mount and she's hanging with the big boys, it gets harder and harder to watch when he starts unraveling and she's trying to balance out between trying to do him a solid while still keeping her a game for this uh, financial company right sure. so yeah i thought fund. yeah yeah the hedge fund i thought it was a great role for her 
I just thought like the unraveling kind of happened a little too quick in my in my in my book. Um, like their relationship kind of like I don't know. I just felt like it dissolved really quickly. Like he just unraveled. I don't know. I just wanted to see a I guess more of a progression from him. But <clears throat> I did. It does have you. I was enthralled with this movie. It kept my eyes glued to the TV. In the end, I know what you're talking about. The the bathroom scene uh-huh. one was kind of uncomfortable. Yeah. Because, but to me, that's showing his power over her now, which is a hard watch. Yeah, it's sad. And I say it in my review that I had to watch the end, essentially the last 30 minutes, multiple times to kind of get exactly what they were doing. Plus, I also had the benefit of I I read an interview with the director of like what she was looking for and what she likes to do with her films and all that stuff to where I was like, okay, this is purposeful. For even if you are like just you know not on board, like right, I I I saw no other way. You know we love to armchair quarterback sometimes. I try not to be like, well, if they just did this right, but everybody has some things like that that pop in their head, and I was just <laughs> like, I don't know if I would like note for note do it the way it is, but it does have to escalate in some awful way. Because these are two morally bankrupt people as you see it progress. Like her less than him, obviously. But as these things progress, there's no real way to do it. So I ended up giving it not only a better grade, but like just a better thought in my mind of like how it all went down. So I ended up giving it a play where I think initially maybe I would have given it a pause on first viewing. So I'm interested to see how this really comes out in the wash uh, scoring wise and how it lives with people, because I think, you know, we've tossed out movies like, oh, so what what would you compare this to? I had a bunch of ones that I kind of like put as a baseline for people. Would you compare this to anything in particular? I think you nailed it with um, Disclosure. Yeah, that was one of the ones I put. Yeah, I I think that's the closest comparison I had when I was watching this movie. Yeah. I also appreciate that this is isn't a fucking miniseries. It's another one of those movies where these were the type of, you know, indie movies like a Miramax movie or something that would have been, you know, probably front and center in in the nineties. Uh, you know, think your Fatal Attraction era that's late eighties, but like you know, still like, but Disclosure in the nineties and some of these. I don't want to call this an erotic thriller because it's not, and it's not. It's as, not. It's. It's weird because that's how they kind of build it, or I read early reviews of it, and I don't go that way. Yeah, is there? A sex- it's a power move. It's a it's a mm-hmm. power movie. It's a and, and literally fair play. It's just literally just missing that one part of the key phrase. It's turnabout is fair play because uh, that's exactly what they do. It's you're getting what you deserve, even though you think you deserve the world because you're a white male in an industry that props up white males. So. You know, that's it's tough to swallow. I enjoyed it. I thought their chemistry was great and I I think that's what sells this movie. So, um also this was part of um Ryan Johnson again. He uh, he has this uh program that actually got this movie made and oh. ended up getting it through. I forget the name of the program off the top of my head. It's in the it's in my review. Um but he, him and a couple other like producing partners uh, this Good was part of their thing. So another another feather in the cap for Ryan Johnson. That guy doesn't yeah. miss a whole lot, but and at least he takes big swings and appreciates uh, where this was. And I guess they really were like hands off and let them go for broken. And and the movie feels that way. It feels like a clear vision of one person as, and that's a feature debut. That's a directorial debut from someone in the feature length side, and you wouldn't have thought it. Yeah, no, it's solid. The only part I called BS on going back to the bathroom scene is the trouble they had throughout the whole movie, and they're getting into like heated arguments and whatever. Yeah, that she- <laughs> no spoiler. But when she, this isn't a spoiler, but when she started like when he initiated the physical whatever contact, and she like she leaned in and they started making. I'm like, there's no in no world would she do that. You yeah, know what I that's mean? honestly the hardest thing for me to reconcile. I get right. where it goes from there. I get Correct. why they had to do it. That particular moment, that one fucking moment is where I just go, oh, come on. No. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But other than that one moment, like you said, it's a play with precaution because 
it does make you feel uncomfortable. I wouldn't say I need to go take a shower, but <laughs> it does make you feel uncomfortable. Yeah. So I scored this. I, I want to say I gave it a three out of five as well. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I was a, I was a three and a half. I put it up in that close, but not the same as Reptile Echelon. So, right. you know, that's where, where I put it. So I thought it was still a strong three and a half. But again, we're in the same camp. Yeah. Um, yeah. But. Yeah, so again, those were what? One, two, three, four, five, uh, five different streaming options all available now, everybody. And you can take us to task for whatever you like of any of those. I'm curious, especially on Fair Play, if you guys have any commentary on that um, to see if, if uh, you know, Shane's deviance uh, that he uh, <laughs> he's totally fine with how things played out or whether me where it took me a few tries to uh, well, get through it. <laughs> or, not oh. the go ahead yeah i was gonna say i don't know what that says about me what it says about you what it says about society any of it about the film so yeah i'm curious because let's go not to get too far in the woods and just go off track but when you said it made me feel like i want to take a shower the only movie i've ever felt like i need to wash myself and cleanse myself and bleach was the ending of (laughs) old boy okay the the original original, yeah the original old boy sure yeah yeah (laughs) oh that's a punch in the nuts oh yeah and Yeah, that movie makes you feel filthy at the yes. end. So yeah. I thought maybe that's where you were going. For. I was looking for that kind of like. No, Ooh. it was just mostly the, oh, don't do this. And then yeah. to have to like kind of go through the motions of it was just like. Uh. And then like the right. end end is also another note of like, oh, good God. So, you know, it's it's interesting. And it's yeah, definitely absolutely. a conversation piece. I actually thought it was going to be more divisive online. I haven't seen a lot and i don't know if it's maybe because people are still catching up with it or whatnot because again this this the sad part i'm like i would tell people to watch this movie a hundred times over totally killer but i think because it's fluff in the middle of october season i think totally killer got way more plays uh than this did so again i would say high recommendation check that out um even just for the conversation even just to see it's a well-pitched uh well-designed thriller and if you're into those, I mean, it seems like everybody else is. Stop watching True Crime for five seconds and watch this version <laughs> of it, you know. Um, but next week, we're going to be diving back into the Netflix realm because we'll be watching The Fall of the House of Usher. Um, yes. Getting more into uh, the spooky vibe season um, where we'll be covering Mike Flanagan's uh, latest project that. Uh, is not Stephen King for once. Uh, he's back. <laughs> he's doing a different master of horror, uh, going even further back. So, which I think he goes back to Stephen King next for his yes, next. Yes, he does. Not only just I think <laughs> next one, if not two projects. So we'll see. Uh, good on him going back to the beats. He's good at it. I, I'm not going to complain. Um, but yeah, you love the Flanny miniseries. You you excited? You seen enough on this? You're all in. I'm all in. I'm a huge Mike Flanagan fan, man, and I think he does everything well, and I don't expect anything less from this series. Yeah, and he's going to bring back all his favorites you've seen probably as some of his usual. Yeah, Carla Gugoglia. Yeah, yeah, (laughs) yeah, and I'm I'm blanking on his wife's name. That's uh, She's like from all the other horror films. Katie Katie, uh, Katie Seagal? Yes. Seagal? Yeah, Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I think she's also in this as well. So, you know, again, common people that we've seen with mike flanagan over and over and we love it so i'll totally take it um you said eight episode series eight and they're dropping them all so oh gonna be a long weekend for us but we'll try to cover it all and get back here next week and give you the full report on recent activity do all the usual stuff guys five star reviews you know follow us on the socials at recent act pod do all the things that we love you to do to support the show and meet us back here next week for more recent activity <laughs>